Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from the desert, and the results are good. A huge bounce-back victory for the Milwaukee Brewers. Five-zip, a shutout victory. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Evan Heffelfinger, indeed his real name. And my name is Tim Allen. And the Brewers, I say huge win. Because it was, and someone would say, well, you're playing the Diamondbacks, and and they suck, and how can that be a huge win? It is to get the series tied at a game apiece, give you the shot to take the series, and that's, you know, that's that had to be the goal going in to this three-game set against the Arizona Diamondbacks. You cannot expect a sweep, really, in in anywhere in baseball, whether it's on the road or at home. You you just can't. You you want one for sure. But you can't expect it. And so that's why I say it's a, it's a huge victory. And Freddie Peralta, just brilliant tonight again. Major League Baseball and the National League have a pretty tough choice for all-star pitchers from this Milwaukee Brewers team this year. That is for sure. As uh, Freddie goes six innings of uh, one-hit Shutout baseball with 10 strikeouts. It's almost like it's easy for him these days, this year. Um, it's it's just uh, pretty pretty amazing to watch that. And it's uh, another victory for the crew to go to 41-33, and 33, remain atop the National League Central. And we do have a Christian Yelich multi-hit game with a home run. There's a nice sign, indeed. However, a... Uh, a, t- a tough, tough break here, and we're going to get some more information on Daniel Vogelback's injury, but it didn't appear to be good, and it, and it begs the question, who is going to play first base for this team? Uh, the knee-jerk reaction would be maybe a Ryan Braun. Yeah, that may come, but that that's down the line, guys. That's that's not for a while. You're not going to, you're not going to have him. Uh, you know, saving the day here and and be placed in the lineup without going and playing a little baseball at some point. Look for that uh, well into next month. But uh, the other choices, uh, well, it's Keston Hira. And now's the opportunity. It is Keston Hira time. This is this is why he is a uh, in the Brewers organization. This is this is uh, for situations like this. Work out your troubles at the big league level, 
get him back up here, I would actually be uh, waking him up right now and saying, dude, you got an early flight. We want you in Arizona. Just We want you to get an at-bat at the very bare minimum at Chase Field. Well, that's me. I suspect they will send him to Milwaukee first and join the club on Thursday for the uh, – uh, for the, I'm, I'm sorry, Friday for the homestand and the, see, now how about that? It fits right in with the reopening day on Friday and Keston here has popped right back into that uh, lineup and, and off you go. This could be what, honestly, guys, this could be what Keston needs right now is the, maybe he needs the team to need him. And uh, I heard uh, on the flagship, uh, Jeff and Lane talking a little bit about, you know, the organization uh, wants to do what's best for Keston Hira, and the best for Keston Hira is to stay at AAA. I, I couldn't disagree more. I, I could not disagree any more than that. Keston Hira needs to be at the big league level because you've got guys and you've had guys throughout the season this year uh, that have been just as bad, and they, they still get to play baseball. So why not Keston? I think the ceiling is higher. Keston needs to be back here. Uh, we're wishing the best for Vogel back here, but a, a flurry of roster moves today, guys. And it just continues to to, to, to rain a little bit. Uh, the injury list has a, a new addition. Um, Brett Anderson is back on the 10-day IL. However, uh, Tyrone Taylor is activated today. And then you get uh, Hobie Milner sent down. You get Derek Fisher DFA'd. You get Miguel Sanchez called up and Ryan Weber called up. So just a flurry of moves. And Evan, I, I, I don't know where you're at with a potential Keston Hira in the starting lineup on reopening day on Friday, but that's where that's where my mind is at. Well, Tim, you know how much I love Keston Hira. Right away, I decided to latch on to him because I'd never seen – a hitter like him, his swing, when is when it's right, it's so pure. And the power that he has in such a short little swing is incredible to watch. So I want him to be back. I want him to get back to that, what was it, like 290, 40 home run pace that he yeah. had. Yeah. I, I want to see that. And he the, the strikeout rate is not great at AAA, but he's producing he's getting on base which is something that he was not doing in the major leagues he's gotten on base every time in triple a or every game in triple a why not bring him back what good is it going to be if he keeps dominating in triple a but he can't do it at the major leagues let him work it out here yep and and i uh i think i think this could be what keston needs and that is the organization and the team to need him this might propel him to get just back on track just a little bit. I mean, again, I, I just feel that it's been some sort of a little bit of uh, hypocrisy. On, and I know his versatility is limited. Had he been a little more versatile defensively, I, I don't think they would have pulled that trigger quite that quick. He could he can be the one of the bench players, but he's not. But I, I think these other guys, if you're just looking at the offense – well, Vogelback was wasn't doing all that well for a month and a half or two. I mean, it's it's uh, well documented that Billy McKinney fall, fell off a little, well, quite a bit. Uh, looking at Daniel Robertson, looking at uh, JBJ. So if you're just thinking offensive numbers, 
it just wasn't right to send him down. And he got the, he got the whooping boy routine that, you know, you send him down and, and now he's, he's performing better. He is, but I think he's the call. I don't, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that he's the call. Let's get into our game recap. The, you know, the big news, uh, they, a, they bounce back to get the victory today, sets them up for a series victory tomorrow. They need, they needed this win. Don't underestimate this win, guys. They really did need this win. Uh, let's see, in the first inning here, how about the Brewers? They get on the board. Last night, Colton Wong had a double, almost took it out uh, to start the game. This time, a uh, few extra feet, and he got the Brewers on the board. Brewers trying to draw even here tonight as Wong with a drive in a deep right field, and it's gone. Number six on the year for Colton Wong. And just like that, the Brewers are on the board. He's something else starting games. They go one, two, three after that, but they do take the lead again. One zip. Freddie, a couple of base runners uh, in the bottom half. A double to Cattell Marte, and he left the game with a hamstring injury. And uh, he got a ground out, moving the pinch runner over to third base for the second out. Then a walk right there, but got a ground out. That was a big, that was a big spot in that game. You didn't want the Diamondbacks to answer back and grab some momentum. Both teams go one, two, three in the second. Freddie, about ten pitches in that bottom half of the second inning. Brewers strikeout, strikeout, strikeout in the third inning. JBJ, Peralta, and Wong into the bottom of the third. Freddie, a scoreless frame, starting to settle in big time. A couple of strikeouts, five through the three innings. As the, moved, uh, the game moved into the fourth, leadoff base hit by Vogelback in that fourth. Yelly follows up with a base hit, first and second uh, for Avi. Mm, yeah, some frustration there. We, Evan, we, we need to get into the uh, pace of play conversation because I don't know if you caught that, Avi uh, Garcia and Omar Narvaez, not real pleased with uh, Gallon's pacing in this one. There were a lot of timeouts going back and forth. Uh, there was some speculation, maybe uh, Varsho, the younger catcher, there was some miscommunication with Gallon. Maybe it was a runner at second base where you got to change the sequencing on uh, – uh, on your signs, and I, you know, it, I I need to apologize. N- number one, because when this pace of play uh, topic and conversation came up, what about a year and a half ago? I t- almost ignored it. I literally almost ignored it. Didn't do too many uh, topics on it. Didn't have too many conversations about it. It probably is the one thing I, in my estimation, that the uh, league could improve on for for a, a mass audience kind of uh, perception of baseball and pace of play needs to be discussed because that that inning right there was just brutal. I don't know if you caught that, but it is just brutal. These guys are taking twenty to twenty five seconds in between pitches. My thoughts on pace of play are very public. I think that every single pitch should be on a pitch clock or, or a, a, a just pretty much a shot clock, like yeah, in basketball. Yep. It, there's no excuse. I get that Varsho is a young catcher, and he's going with a pitcher that he really probably doesn't have much experience with, and 
runners on second, it does create some really weird calls because they're worried about people stealing signs. So I get that part, but the constant calling timeout and stepping off the mound and all of that, it would piss me off too if I was a hitter. So the fact that that's allowed to happen for a pitcher is ridiculous to me. And then just in the same boat, the hitter should not be able to step out of the batter's box. Yep, agreed. Both sides. Both sides. you, you got to play baseball here. There should not be a minute in between pitches sometimes. That's unacceptable. Yeah. The whole pulling, I, I don't know. It, you know, again, purist, traditionalist, to a degree, without affecting the essence of baseball, I think you could quicken things up a little bit. you you got to work with society a little bit on that quicker fix we we all want things and we want them now we want them fast and and we want them big and but i I, you know i would even go so far as to say we're we're not going to take a notebook you're not going to pull out a card out of your back pocket and start looking at the hieroglyphics on it i I would go to even that you want to wear a wristband and take a peek once in a while You, you the clock's running buddy you you got to throw the baseball and i'm not saying that brewers some of the brewers pitchers aren't uh, guilty of this as well. Watch Devin Williams pitch. I mean, he's, he's, uh, it's just brutally slow at times, especially with a runner on base. Well, too bad. Time to play ball. But that was – just thought I'd mention that, that that was, uh, you know, an issue with Gallon. Uh, Avi uh, flies out. Um, like I said, Vogie and Yelly had the base hits. They move on over. Uh, more delays from Gallon. Uh, Omar calls timeout two or three times. He strikes out looking, and then Willie Adamas grounds out. So right there, you know, it's one zip, but you had an opportunity right th- uh, right there uh, into the bottom of the fourth inning. Freddie standing tall, scoreless, bottom of the fourth inning, four scoreless with seven punch-outs through the first four, and... Brewers offense missing in the fifth inning. Couple of more strikeouts. Eight on the night to that point. Into the bottom of the fifth. Freddie, a one-out base runner. That was a walk to Varsho. And during the sequence to Nick Ahmed, he steals second base. Ball gets out to center field. One-out man on third. Huge strikeout to Ahmed. Gives him a chance to get out of it. Pinch hitter Eduardo Escobar. Hits for Gallon right there with that runner at third, one zip lead, and another huge strikeout to Escobar. Nine punch outs, five scoreless to that point into the sixth inning of play. Chance for the crew in the sixth inning. Leadoff base hit by Wong. Erased on a caught stealing as Vogelback then reaches on air after uh, Yellich's strikeout for the second out. Um. They had brought in uh, for Gallon a lefty, so the Diamondbacks then make a pitching change. Go to the right-hander to face Avi. He walks Avi Garcia, two on, two out for Omar, and he comes through. And Arvaez on the ground and through into center field, a base hit. Big man rounding third and in. Or no, is not. He came up limping, and he's trying to hobble to the plate. Hobble that he's going to he's going to get there get, as everybody as flows. Yeah, there there it is on Bally Sports Wisconsin as uh, Vogelback hurt rounding third and we'll get an update on that in just a second. And that is just poor baseball 
by the Arizona Diamondbacks. You hate to see that on either side of the ball, whether you're a, a D-backs fan or a Brewers fan. You know, even me, yeah, it was nice that Vogelback scored. But, man, that is some ugly stuff from Arizona. And clearly, I think a change is coming out there in the desert. I mean, Lavolo is, is a good manager, but, I mean, you, you, you got to clean that stuff up. Brewers take the lead to zip. Willie Adamas then works a walk to load the bases with those two outs and one in. And that brought up a guy that was four for seven with 15 RBIs and the bases loaded. He's got him juiced again. It's Luis Urias. And he shoots one into right field. Down a base hit in front of Reddick. One run is in. Two runs are in. And it's a three-run frame now for the Brewers as Luis Urias delivers a two-run, two-out single. I just love the way this guy is going to the opposite field. Yeah, that was huge, huge, huge by Louie right there. Wow. They did try to steal a a run. That ended the frame. But uh, three hits, a couple of walks, a reach on air. They take a four-zip lead after a three-run sixth inning. Peralta into some trouble. Finish it off. Finish it off, kid. A couple of walks uh, wrapped around a couple of outs. Has a wild pitch in there. Fly out to center. Ends it. Six innings. No runs. One hit. He did walk four, but 10 punch outs for Freddie Peralta. Amazing once again. Both teams three up, three down in that seventh inning. Boxberger in. Brewers looking for insurance in the eighth inning, and they get it off the bat of Christian Yelich. If needed, and hopefully that will not be the case. Right. Yelich with a drive, hit back in a deep right field, and it is gone into the pool. Christian Yelich with home run number four on the year, and it's a 5 nothing lead for the Brewers. All right, that was a, a howitzer out of here that time. That- and that was your final five zip as Miguel Sanchez made his major league debut with a scoreless eighth inning and Hunter Strickland a scoreless ninth inning, five zip, 41 and 33, a shot at the series. Take a break. I'm going to hear from Craig Council, get that update on Vogelback. And, you know, if you guys want to jump in here, you're up a little late. If Vogelback is out an extended period of time, is it as easy as Keston Hira to return? Or are there other options? Evan and I looked around for some other options. It's a little slim picking on the uh, free free agent list, but we'll talk about it next. Bella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway after a Brewers five zip victory. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-799. 1250 or tweet the show at 1250 a.m. The fan. Yeah, we'll get uh, Craig Council and his thoughts here in just a couple of minutes. Brewers get a huge victory. I say huge victory, and I know people are going to give me a little grief about that. That adds a game against the Diamondbacks in June. These are the games that kind of put you in a position to maintain. 
And they're maintaining. Here it is, uh, July 23rd. Well, tomorrow, technically, when we get up in the morning, it'll be uh, July 23rd. I'm sorry, June 23rd. You have a week left until July. And you're, you're, you're almost in cruise control in first or around first place the entire year. Despite all these injuries, despite the slow starts, well, the reality is we're no longer started anyway. I mean, we're way in. Um, and they're still kind of hanging out here, guys. So the challenges continue. We'll hear from Craig Council uh, about Daniel Vogelback. And so we've got a Zach Green down at AAA. There's a Weston Wilson down at AAA. Uh, little HP action, Aaron Perez. Uh, I don't know if you want him to do it every day or every other day first base position, but you've got Keston Hira. You do have Ryan Braun just waiting to work things out, get back on the field in the Brewers uniform, dust off the old number eight jersey. That's going to be a while. Or do you make a trade? Now, again, if you're looking at a trade scenario, um, the other team, the, the team you're dealing with, knows you're in, I won't say desperation mode, but you are kind of desperate if indeed it's a long-term deal, uh, an injury for Daniel Vogelback. I, uh, I, I don't know if, if there are there are ways to circumvent that to where you maybe take a little bit more of a, a younger gamble with a first baseman that you, you've had your eye on and you know pay the price there because, let's face it, the future at first base I think does warrant a little deeper dive and maybe not necessarily a, a veteran guy. Does that make sense? So you, you, you get Keston up here. You also go out and get a younger first baseman that you can not only uh, that potentially could help you this year, but it could help you in the future as a first baseman of the future. So I, you know, that's the way I would look at this because the knee-jerk reaction again, we're going to react and say, well, go out and get a veteran first baseman. They'll be cheap. Now, I don't know about that because you're you're a little desperate here due to injury. So why not do a deeper dive and, and go a little bit lower than this the, the, the old crusty veteran that plays first base? Go scour the AAA market for prospect-type first baseman. Maybe they had a, a couple of cups of coffee in the big leagues and you know, they can turn things around or whatever. But uh, those are your options right now. Do you want Daniel Robertson at first base? Yeah, crickets. That that is probably not going to work out real well. What about Avi Garcia? You moved uh, Corey Hart years ago to first base for a while. I mean, I wouldn't totally rule it out, but I wouldn't want to mess with his season. You 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 barely want to look at him. He's having a good year, good bounce back year. So, are there other options, Evan, that you see outside of Keston Hira? And again, I think it's Keston Hira at first base. Starting lineup this Friday in Milwaukee at American Family Field. I think you have to be right. Who else is there who's on the 40-man roster who would be ready to play first base? That isn't named Daniel Robertson because I don't want to see him on the field at all, let alone playing first base. (laughs) No doubt. I, I think Ernan, he could play first, but that was one of the positions he didn't play much of. 
I, no. I I think of him more of an up the middle player. I think that Zach Green he has been a little bit hotter recently after his scorching hot start than really bad period. He's kind of leveled out now. He's hitting two fifty. I don't know if he's ready, but it's a guy that you can go to if you really are reluctant to give it to Keston. But who else could it be? It has to be Keston. Uh, did Jacob Nottingham <laughs> cross your mind at all? Could you go back and reacquire him? You know how much I love <laughs> Jacob Nottingham. I would welcome him back with open arms, but I don't, I feel like he's I actually he on logged, a team right now. Yeah, I think he is. I, I think he logged in some innings at first, but just saying, um, but the, you know, the option is, I, again, this might be just, you know, sometimes, uh, things happen. And it kickstarts it, and it, uh, yeah, it may be Keston's time. Uh, the team, the team does need him now, and maybe he'll pull through. It, it's not like you got to thrust him into the two, three, four, five holes. Have you noticed this as well? Little observation on the lineup here: Wong, Vogelback, Yelich, Avi, Omar, Adamas. Urias. That's been fairly consistent. Have you noticed that, Evan? That's been fairly consistent. And and you could throw JBJ in there. That uh, that makeup of that lineup has has gotten some well for for Craig Council's lineups a little more consistent. And and I don't mind that too much. Again, I would like to spin uh, a right hander into that two hole. And maybe that's what they'll do. I I think it should be uh, Luis Urias or Adamas in that two-hole, and then Keston goes down to where they were at, six or seven. And so that, that to me, would work and wouldn't upset too many things. But, um, you know, now's the time where Keston, the team, really needs him. And and we'll see what happens. We're going to get to uh, Craig Council in just a little bit, just a couple of more minutes on this uh, pace of play thing. Uh, and you you saw it rear its ugly head here tonight. And maybe it's just uh, my newest thing to gripe about. But uh, I, I do believe big picture. And, and we talk about the, the sport of baseball is not dying. It's, it's just not. And we, we pointed that out many times. But I think if, if you look down the road a little bit, you, you see match, match entertainment with society a little bit. And that's what you have to do. You have to kind of uh, take the psychographics into play here instead of just simply the demographics. So take the psychographics. The average uh, baseball fan on the demographic side is 57 years old. 57. Okay, if you want to young that up a little bit, I understand that. They've got a little, little cast to spend to. You're going to have to excite it just a little bit without a dysfunction of what baseball truly is. And I do think it adds an element that we we may see things we may th- see things spike up in the popularity of the game if we can hurry things up a little bit. And again, guys, I you know, I didn't make a big deal out of it when everybody else was splashed all over ESPN in um what 2019-ish. Um, it was splashed all over Fox Sports, and it was uh, it was all over the place, this pace of play thing and shot, uh, shot clock, pitch clocks, 
being implemented into the miners and, and some of the, uh, uh, weren't they experimenting that, with that out in Arizona during uh, some of the games out there? Well, and now I get it. So I apologize for, for being a little late on this. But I, I just think this game, is, it, it's got to move just a little bit quicker. You know, shortening up in between innings has helped a little bit. But you haven't seen the numbers go down that dramatically, if at all. It did spike down a few minutes, you know, two, three, four minutes uh, for a couple of years there. And then it spiked back up. And so now I think we got to play baseball. And it adds an element that if the catcher isn't ready to go, then there's a last-second audible call. You know what I mean? There's there's a signal. Maybe it's a it's a hand on a certain part of the chest protector that says, "Hey, if all else fails, we can't agree. Here's the call. Go with it." I mean, but I I do think that certainly is going to help. I know you're a big fan, Evan, of the uh, pace of play. Uh, yeah, the replays, okay, fine. What's right is right. And, you know, they're trying to get calls right. I, I would do away with that. Uh, but, uh, that doesn't seem to be lengthening the games too much. A little bit at times it does. And you're wondering, you know, what's taken so long in between inning shortening that it comes down to the pitcher and the batter. You guys got to get ready to play baseball. I mean, it, that's it plain and simple your job is to play baseball and we expect you to play baseball we don't expect you to take a walk around the mound or to, to step out of the batter's box readjust your batting gloves 17 times that's not baseball baseball is the act of the ball being thrown being hit and put in play or into the catcher's glove that's right that's this is how it works here and let let's go man we're not checking note cards and we're not shaking off and we're not you know taking a walk and we're not getting frustrated at the plate and stepping out and readjusting batting gloves and grabbing a little pebble that happens to be some fictitious little pebble that's in the box and you want to just throw it out of the bat all all of those things we we just got to we just got to play baseball all right uh before the break here and we'll get to Greg Council um did want to mention so you have the ball doctoring enforcement going on right now. And I don't know if you saw the video on Girardi and Scherzer about ready to go at it. It uh, is pretty entertaining. You guys got to take a look at that because Scherzer was checked by requested appears by Girardi in the middle of an inning for going to his hair. So he was going to his hair. Scherzer's saying, man, it, it, it was just, it was sweat. That's what it was. So the umpires go out there. They check him all out. Scherzer's not happy with it. He's staring down Girardi. Girardi steps out of the dugout. Oh, it's, it's, it's a mess. On top of all that, prior to Freddie Peralta's first pitch in tonight's game, the umpire then uh, deemed Freddie's glove as a distraction and made him remove his glove and get a new glove. That part of it, we have to be careful with, with these arbitrary rules. Well, that so rule, wh- it's been in place for a while where you can't have two-tone gloves or like a distracting color, but they don't enforce it ever. No. No, and he's been using that glove all year. Multiple so, years, I believe. Yeah, and, and so w- this comes up now. 
if that is a distraction, then it's enough with the jangling uh, uh, necklaces then. Don't you agree? It just feels like the priorities are out of whack right now. If it's a distract, if that's a distraction, there are others on that mound as well. You got to be consistent across the board. That was just a little weird. That was strange, but I don't know. Maybe it's in an effort to uh, get you know a lot more offense here. Reopening day on Friday. Keston Hira in the lineup. That's what I'm going to guess. <laughs> that's what. That's what I would do. Uh, by the way, if you want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. They're going to the point where tickets are still available, by the way. It's 100% capacity. Uh, I heard uh, Bill Schroeder on the uh, broadcast in Valley Sports, Wisconsin, say uh, that they're giving away the magnetic schedules. Is that is that true? I saw uh, that it was a special schedule. I didn't see what, but on the TV broadcast, they said special. He made mention of uh, putting those schedules on a on your beer fridge in the garage. Bill, you couldn't have been more spot on than what happens at my house. <laughs> I feel like that's such a Wisconsin thing. I'm assuming that the the beer fridge in your garage is also white, because it seems like everybody has a white beverage fridge. Yes. In their garage. And I have the uh, magnetic schedules over the years plastered all over that thing. Uh, it used to be in the basement until I moved it out to the garage and all those schedules. That that was just funny. That was weird. Uh, we aren't the only ones that do that. All right, let's get to uh, council after the break here. As the Brewers get a five-zip victory to even up the series, a huge win for the Brewers. They're going to downplay it a little bit. You may too. Uh, a lot of the media may downplay it a little bit. I will say it's a huge victory to set them up to take the series, and that's all you can ask for. Guys, it, it was just a big, big bounce-back victory. The offense disappears yesterday. They disappear for half a game tonight, and I'm getting a little concerned there, but they put up three in that sixth inning. Yelly pops a home run. Did I just say that? Christian Yelich with a multi-hit game, including a home run. Congratulations to the former batting champion. Brewers win 5-zip. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show with our friends at Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, you got several positive things that uh, occurred tonight, one of which is another brilliant performance from Freddie Peralta. I guess you... I guess you would want maybe a little more extension out of him. He did go six innings, but uh, six strong, outstanding innings of uh, one hit shutout baseball to lower his ERA to 2.11. That's a good sign. Christian Yelich went yard tonight. That is a rare occurrence here, his fourth home run on the season. Uh, To put it into perspective, in about... uh, 40 additional plate appearances. 
Jackie Bradley Jr. has five. That that puts a little little perspective on things. So good to see Yelly uh, going going the distance here in a multi-hit game. So get him back going and get him some game. T- well, they're going to need it now. I mean, Vogelback was uh, actually doing pretty good. But you see uh, Luis Urias coming on a little bit, Willie Adamas. And so the offense is start, starting to take shape just a little bit. And Wong is just, he's on fire. I mean, th- this dude is barreling up everything. I'd be very careful if I was the opposition against Colton Wong right now. Now, the uh, bad news, a significant hamstring injury for Daniel Vogelback, and that does beg the question, who is the regular first baseman now? Is it is it a Daniel Robertson? Jace Peterson? A Zach Green? A Weston Wilson? Maybe someone outside the organization? We even uh, scoured the uh, the internet to see where Logan Morrison was. <laughs> I'd actually take him now, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But uh, Keston needs to be in the starting lineup for reopening day on Friday. Uh, there's significant issues, in my estimation, if this organization does not call up Keston Hira. Significant problems. And Evan, you told me off the air, and I agree with you, if Keston doesn't get the call, what does Keston think? <laughs> he'd be, he'd be. I, if I were him, I'd be super upset. By the looks of some of these numbers up here throughout the season, two and a half, almost three months of the year, and he has to stay down at AAA. Uh-uh. Uh uh, I would not be happy if I were Keston, but I'm, I'm pretty confident they're gonna, they're gonna call him up. All right, let's get to uh, Craig Council. Uh, some good things that happened in this game. The one, uh, the one bad thing, Vogelback. Let's hear from the Brewers manager. Questions? I Craig, um, how's it look for Vogelback? It looked obviously like a like a hamstring. Yeah, it's a significant hamstring hamstring strain. Uh, we'll get an MRI tomorrow. Um, it'll it'll be an IL. Greg, what does it say about Dan to be able to gut his way home after after that play? I mean, it had to be incredibly painful. Yeah, he, he was in he was in quite a bit of pain for sure. Um, so you know, I mean, I, I think he was in a little bit of shock initially, frankly, um, and then he kind of just got his head head about him a little bit, and um, you know, was able just to finish it. But he he couldn't. I mean, there was. You know, he couldn't move really. I mean, he was having, you saw it, he was having trouble walking. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, you know, the fact that he could score and, and Uicho gets the hit and keeps the inning going. So it was a big deal. Craig, have you even had time to contemplate sort of where that leaves you? Uh, you know, with Hira out, there's not a, a lot of obvious candidates long term. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, we're gonna have to call somebody up from Nashville, and um, and we'll go from there. Craig, what about Luis delivering that big hit with two outs? Um, you know, to just really give you guys a more comfortable lead, and just the hitting streak that he's on right now. Yeah, I mean, Luis just continues to have good at bats. He has big at bats and big spots, um, and just there, there's just a quality to his at bat. Um, you know, it seems like nightly he just puts tough at bats together nightly. So, 
He's um, he's been very productive um, and continues to be. And um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's he's been a big part of this offense for sure. Craig, Freddie told us that that issue before he started pitching was about the color of his glove. Do you know if that was something that was pointed out by the Diamondbacks or is that something that the umpires noticed? Because he's been using that same glove as far as we know for the entirety of the season at this point. Yeah, to my knowledge, it was an umpire issue, uh, but, you know, different umpires have different, you know, make make different calls on that. So um, the, the glove was gray, according to them. So gray gloves are not legal for pitchers. He, he shook that off, though, and then pitched another heck of a game. I mean, what, what can you say about Freddie? Well, for, I mean... You know, I, I don't know how many starts he's had like this, but it, it felt, you know, that one hit and, you know, six, five, six, seven innings, he's just done it regularly, uh, made some big pitches in the sixth to, to, to get out of a little bit of jam there. Um, I mean, he, he was really on point um, really all night. I thought he, I thought he was excellent. All Every pitch was working. His fastball was very good. Um, good, good, really good velocity tonight. So, he just continues to take the ball every, you know, six days and, and perform. He's been an outstanding, outstanding performer this year for us. How'd you like what you saw from Sanchez, Craig? Well, it was, you know, we, I, I thought Miguel did great. I mean, it, you know, we, we, we put him in the eighth inning with a lead, you know, we, we had a little bit of a cushion there, but um, it, it's still, you know, it's, it's not the easiest spot to go in there. It's, it's with a lead and, and um, he did what we expected to do him to do. It's what he's shown us all the time. He's, I, I think he's unflappable. You know, it doesn't mean he's going to throw up zeros every single time out, but I, I do think he, he pitches with, uh, he, he knows himself very well. He's, you know, comfortable in his own skin, so to speak, and, and does what he's good at. Um he does it in spring every year, um, and it's. It, I know you say, "Well, that's different," but but for Miguel, it's not, um, and, and that's why you you trust him in those spots. And it also, I would also say that uh, that was as you know happy a bench uh, coming off for him as you know I've seen, and that's it's a it's a tribute to how Miguel is very liked, very, very well liked on, on this, in this organization, um, even guys who, you know, don't know him well, Colton Wong, you know, there, there's just a happiness for a guy that, um, you know, with his story and, and, and perseveres and then comes from kind of nowhere and just keeps going and, and earns his opportunity. The happy, happy dugout for him. It was uh, an insurance run late, but nice to see Christian get out, get under one and get it out of there tonight. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, it was a nice swing. He hit two balls really hard tonight. Um, so it's, you know, you just, he, he's, he's doing a nice job, man. I know it's not, you know, kind of the, 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 the 18 and 19, but he's, he's a productive guy in our lineup and, and he's really helping us. And so, you know, you never know when you just keep stacking at bats in there and you never know when he's going to get real red hot. Let's find out the play of the game brought to you by ABC audio video, home entertainment and smart home technology. Simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com on the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary great lakes dragaway in union Grove on the fan. 
You just heard the news on Vogelback. So uh, Craig Council did make the mention. We're going to have to call up someone from Nashville. So at least that kind of chisels things down a little bit here. And I would think it would be, again, Keston Hira. But the organization has surprised me uh, over the years as well. ABC Audio Video Play of the Game. He ended his uh, press conference there with uh, comments about Christian Yelich. And, yeah, he's right, guys. He he really is in terms of, you know, helping the team a little bit, uh, drawing his walks, getting getting his uh, hits here. The, the average is slowly starting to rise a little bit here. But as Craig Council just said, not 18 and 19, Yelly. We need to see some flashes of that. We just do, and we haven't. Game-changing swings. I guess we saw it maybe a, a game or two, maybe, uh, when I brought up the, the term game-changing uh, with regards to Christian Yelich. But I, I think he's a, he's a guy that uh, when he does get hot, I'm still pretty confident he's going to. But hot with the slug, hot with the power, hot with the gap, hot with the homers. That's what Christian's got to do. He did it tonight, it, as uh, Craig said. A couple of balls well, a base hit uh, early on in his second at-bat. And then uh, fast forward to this A-B, and this is a little more like it. If needed, and hopefully that will not be the case. Right. Yellings with a drive, hit back in a deep right field, and it is gone into the pool. Christian Yelich with home run number four on the year, and it's a 5 nothing lead for the Brewers. All right, that was a, a howitzer out of here that time. Yeah, that on Bally Sports Wisconsin, that was, uh, that was good to see for Christian Yelich. We'll take a break here from Freddie Peralta. Just another outstanding performance from Freddie. Six innings, just one hit, no runs, ten strikeouts, and an ERA. Now here we are, June twenty-third at two eleven, and it's pretty amazing. Boy, they found some something there for sure. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a five-zip Brewers win. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Five zip the final. Brewers bounce back to take game two of the three-game set in Arizona, and they're set up for a series victory later on this afternoon a 241st pitch and uh, Mike you've been on hold for a, a little while here Mike you're on the fan before we hear from Freddie Peralta what's happening I think I'm going to be your only call tonight you might be it doesn't I matter think everyone's dressing up for tomorrow I think it's 1240 did you say 240 240 oh I was looking at my schedule I said oh that's all right no nap for me in between games I guess <laughs> Uh, I got the white fridge with the magnets. Got you that. do? Okay, yeah, Schroeder oh, yeah. was talking about that. I've got it, too. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I think Hall has been up. Let's see where his confidence level is, you know, right now. And when I saw Vogelbach's face, I knew exactly what happened. I did mine twice. To, it's the year of the hamstring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, it's the second time I did mine, I was in the hospital. So how'd you do it? Playing uh, no no equipment football. <laughs> you know, where you hey, just nice. like Thanksgiving Day football while drinking. Oh yeah, there's always drinking. <laughs> it is but Wisconsin. I don't think he's gonna be back soon. You know, get on the phone. Call Braun, see what's on his mind. I can't believe I'm saying. I'm sure they already did. Not Come not in. because of this injury, just just in, in general. I think they have. Well, I would just tell him, you know, come in after the All Star break. There's 13 DH games, you know, interleague, and maybe play some first. There you and go. I like I it. Got. I like it, Mike. Thank thank you. I I do like it, as you guys know. Listeners to this show. I've been uh, slam dunking a brawn return in July for, I don't know, two and a half months. I feel like we've mentioned it once or twice. Yeah, a few times. The key is to stay in a race. It doesn't look like they're going anywhere in terms of falling out of this race. It really doesn't. You don't with Woody Burns, Peralta, and Hauser. Hauser, uh, his ERA is under four, got... uh, uh, it did elevate a little bit after his last start, but I, I'm pretty confident that Adrian Hauser will be at around that 3-4 mark. I really am. He's got that type of talent. And with the other three, just saying, we're, we're seven games away from the halfway mark. And this, uh, you know, again, this is a, a proclamation at the halfway mark. This is a very, very dangerous team to play in the postseason. Despite the offense, it's extremely dangerous to face those pitchers in a postseason series. But you've got to get there. And in the meantime, the challenges just still come. They're just still there. Now, there was a stat here that McAlvey just threw out there. So um, this is a major league record of starts by a team that go at least six innings with one hit or less, there is uh, now nine for the Brewers. Is that right, Evan? This was the ninth? Yep, tonight was the ninth. And uh, the other two were back in 16 and 15, and that's for a full 162. It was eight. And here we are, game 74. They've they've got nine already. And And here again, my point is, that type of record to be knocked down in 74 games that tells you how dangerous this team will be in the postseason if these pitchers stay healthy. Despite the the offense hasn't even played its best baseball yet. They had a little run there. They had, a, what, a five-game run in which they hit uh, 11 home runs. Outside of that, they really haven't gotten on track. They haven't. I think everyone can agree with that. Have they done a little bit better? Uh, then they started out, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's safe to say. But a very dangerous team when you put those pitchers out there to start. And and again, the, the injuries mount, and they just you know you gotta you gotta work through them. Just crazy 
The year of the soft tissue injury. That's for sure. That's what's going on here. But Freddie Peralta, a brilliant performance tonight. Six innings, just the one hit, no runs, 10 strikeouts. Let's hear from the Brewers' right-hander. That was a, that was originally a navy blue color, right? The glove, it just got kind of uh, whitened or grayed out with how much you've been using it. Yeah, so I've been using that glove for a while, maybe three years. That's three years I've been using it. And that's why it's a little lighter, but I, I've been using it and nobody haven't said anything about it, but today they complain and we change it. Yeah. So, so did, could you tell, was it the other team that would, that had asked the umpires to look at it or was it the umpires that just went and grabbed it on their own? Do you know? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Freddie, I'm sorry if you were asked this and I missed it, but what, what did you think about the way Vogelbach uh, just kind of gutted his way home after getting hurt? Uh, my niece was bad for us. You know, when one of your teammates uh, came out of a game, like, that you know that got hurt, is hard, you know? And so I don't know yet uh, what really happened, but uh, he wasn't looking good, uh, you know, his face. You know, he, he he's that kind of guy that always is bringing energy and happy and in one second, everything changed just like that. Freddie, you were able to kind of shake off that distraction at the start of the game and, and you pitched very well again. What was working for you tonight so so well? Uh, we have, as, again, we, uh, we had a good plan and, and Omar was calling good pitches behind the play. And, you know, the defense was there too. There's a couple of hard contests that, that um, all my defense made the, the plate. And and I also, too, uh, the, I make a couple of good pitches and they make some quick outs that help me a lot. Freddie, in your two starts against them, you, you really didn't give up anything and you had 19 strikeouts. Um, is that encouraging for you to like when you're facing a team a second time and still have that kind of success? Uh, sometimes we don't know what can, <laughs> what can happen. So uh, I really, you know, don't like when I when I face uh, back to back, like one team back to back. But uh, now I had a little of time in between. But you know, it's tough when 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 I pitch a game and then the next the next star gonna be to the same team. You know. I feel like, oh my God, what are I gonna do now? But I had a, I had the, the the little space in this one, and we uh, make the the, the good house tonight. So feel good about it. <laughs> Freddie, what was the clubhouse like uh, for M Miguel Sanchez to to get in a game? He seems like a guy who's really well liked. Yeah, so everybody happy, you know. He came in today, uh, shaking everybody hands, and for me, uh, I feel so proud of him, man, and the way that he's coming and and I know what 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 he's been happening in his life and all that, and I feel really good, man, really happy when I get the the news that that he was coming 
to pitch uh, to to make his debut and look uh today he pitched and he make his three outs and i hope that he stay for what here what's on tap for the crew what pitcher starts the next one it's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, so you turn the page and you try and take this series uh, with a victory with, with your ace. Well, there's, there's three aces is what you have. Three and a half aces, is that fair to say? I mean, there were times where we'd look at a three and a half ERA and that was our ace. And now you look at these guys, Woody Burns and Peralta, and it's uh, it's just a uh, plethora of riches, I guess, uh, with, with the starting staff. And 2.40 first pitch later on this afternoon after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. You can meet Evan and myself talking Brewers baseball, and by then you'll see a roster move. I would assume of Keston Hira. Uh, after the last pitch, you make the switch. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Five zip the final. Brewers maintain first place in the Central through 74 games, a 41 and 33 mark. And the final game in a 16 day run and a 33 of 34 days kind of split right in the middle there. They get one more game later on this afternoon and then a much needed off day for this Brewers organization. And then it's a sprint to the all-star break. So all that going on. We'll talk to you after the uh, ball game tomorrow. You get uh, double duty tomorrow. You get the Brewers. Well, later on today, I guess. You get the Brewers and then the Bucks game one. Evan, how you feeling about the Bucks? I hate how excited and also how confident I am. So I'm going to say Bucks and seven. Ooh, just really? as a almost as a jinx, because I can't say five. And if I say Bucks and six, that almost feels like a curse at this point, as much as it is a blessing. So I think to stay safe, I'm going to say Bucks and seven, because this Hawks team can shoot. Yeah, they can, and and I will say this: that uh, the Bucks just a, a a sigh of relief here, getting through the Nets, and things were so tense against uh, against Brooklyn. I think they come out uh, Wednesday night in Game One, and they play loose and relaxed. And if their shooting is on from the outside, Evan, you mark it down. They'll they'll blow them out. They'll win by thirty. If if their shooting comes back around from the outside, then they. Their cannon, you know, 17, 19, 20 three-pointers. Look out. KD bar the door because they're going to run away with that game one. So we'll find out. A lot of conversation about the Bucks for sure. Brewers, of course. And the Green Bay Packers tucked nicely in there as well. Uh, here on the fan throughout the day, Bart, uh, the Wendy's Big Show, and Rami in the afternoon. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys uh, have a great morning. And I'll talk to you after game three. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 